Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Rock the Mic. Happy Tuesday, y'all. Happy Valentine's Day. I know I'm a day late, but y'all wouldn't believe it. I am just getting over the flu, y'all. Remember I told you guys that I got sick towards the end of the year, the very beginning of the year, and y'all, here it is, the middle of February, and, or actually not even the middle, like, the beginning of February, and I have been very sick, like, it literally came out of nowhere, but you know what, it's all good, I give God the praise for healing, you know, and, and, and just, I just thank him so much for the people that I got in my life that look out for me. You know what I'm saying? He's just always sending me reminders of how much he loves me and how much he cares for me. And I'm very grateful for that. But um, I wasn't able to post yesterday, but I got I got a word. I got I got to get this thing up out. (laughs) Okay. so today I want to speak to those individuals who are struggling with their intimacy with God. You do know it's possible to be in a relationship with somebody but not have any intimacy. You know, people can be in long-term committed relationships but not have any intimacy. It's, It's true. A lot of times... A lack of intimacy in a relationship is the reason why a person might feel emotionally abandoned or why somebody loses interest in the relationship. Um, Relationships that lack intimacy make it hard to express your needs and your wants to your partner. There's usually poor communication and so you avoid having like serious conversations and it's hard to trust your partner with important things and it's even harder to trust them to make decisions and eventually that lack of intimacy in a relationship, it starts to create distance. And y'all, y'all follow me here because I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere today. You know, churchianity. Yeah, I said it right. Churchianity. Churchianity is practicing Christianity, but placing more emphasis on the routines of church life or putting more emphasis on the traditions of the church instead of focusing on the teachings of Jesus Christ. And nowadays, we love having church. We love going to church. We go to church for a bunch of reasons, but if we're honest with ourselves, A lot of those reasons don't have anything to do with God. You know, Mahatma Gandhi, he got this quote. And I always like this quote because he said, I like your I like your Christ, but I do not like your Christians because your Christians are so unlike your Christ. Hmm. And hey, that's just that's just real. And I also I, I saw another quote that says. Christianity is the only army that shoots its wounded. Yeah. And another one that says 99% of the things that go on in the church ain't got nothing to do with Jesus. Mm-hmm. But I'm not here to talk about church. I just felt led to share some of those quotes because I like quotes. <laughs> and I feel like those are some very important quotes. Because the reality is that 
we can get caught up in going through the motions of church and not have any real relationship with God. And to take it a step further, you can even be an individual who has a relationship with God, but not have any intimacy with him. And it becomes difficult to express the things that you need from God. It it becomes difficult to tell God what it is you want, what it is you need. And ultimately, you come to God, but you don't really come to him with nothing serious. It's hard for you to be honest with him and have serious conversations with him. Churchianity has gotten too many people to a place where they're afraid to open up to others because they have a fear of being judged, rejected misunderstood and what happens is that unfortunately that carries over into our prayer lives and so the lack of honesty with people it ultimately begins to hinder our ability to be honest with God and honesty with God is extremely important if we want to be intimate with him the most important thing that I want you to remember is that God will never be surprised about anything you bring to him because he created you. He knew you since before you was born. He knows everything about you. He knows everything, period. So let me be, I'm going to be transparent. So, and I've talked about this before like when I was struggling with smoking weed right I would pray and I would be like God please help me because I hate smoking weed but that was a lie because I did not hate smoking weed I liked smoking weed (laughs) I had to get honest with God and tell him the truth because the truth is that I enjoyed smoking weed I liked it So I had to confess that to him. I had to get like, God, I like getting high, but I need you to change the desires of my heart because getting high is something I like, but I know it's not something you like. So show me why you don't like it. I want you to do whatever you need to do to conform my will to your will. I I give you permission to do that. I need you to do that. You see? It's it's totally okay to admit to God that you like your sin because he could work with honesty. But what can he do when you refuse to face the truth yourself? If we can't be honest with God, who can we be honest with? We need to be honest with God. I mean, you know what you like and what you don't like? Stop faking. Like, I don't like beets, red beets. I hate beets. I don't eat beets. I don't care about all the health benefits that there are in beets. I don't like them. So I'm not going to drink anything. I'm not drinking nobody's beet juice. I don't want no beets in my salad because I don't like them. I know what I like and what I don't like. You see? So... We need to stop telling God that we hate the things that we actually love. 
So whatever it is that you're struggling with, stop telling God you don't like it. Because God knows you're not being honest with him. If if you have an uh, unhealthy addiction to retail, if you don't like reading the Bible, if you like sexing, if you like partying, if you like watching porn, whatever it is, it's okay to admit that to God. It's okay to admit to God that you like your sin. He's not going to be shocked. He's not going to be upset with you. He's not going to reject you. To the contrary, he's waiting for you to be honest with him. He wants that. I mean, the truth is that our flesh, <laughs> this flesh that we in, is never going to line up with God or his desires for our lives. Never. Our nature is sinful. God knows it. You know, ooh, child, my ears is stopped up. I could barely hear anything, but I hope I sound okay. I hope the sound is not messed up. But anyways, um, last week I read about uh, the, the prophet Jeremiah. So Jeremiah was a prophet who was charged with the responsibility of delivering some really hard messages to the people. He was a prophet. He was the the one who said, this is what God is saying. And because of that, he endured a lot of persecution. He was mistreated. And he experienced a great deal of misery in his life. So in Jeremiah 20, he was having a moment, okay? He was going through. This man was really going through, y'all. I mean, he was, you could read it for yourself, Jeremiah 20. And so he's talking to God, you know, he's praying to God and he's telling God, like, you pushed me into this and I let you do it. You, you was too much for me. And now I'm a public joke. All these people do is make fun of me. Every time I open my mouth, they they got something crazy to say about me. And then I'd be like, you know what? I ain't even going to talk about I ain't going to speak on God no more. But I can't even contain it because your words are like a fire that starts shooting up in my bones. And I get exhausted from trying to hold it in. So I can't do this anymore. I curse the day that I was born. I wish my mother's womb would have been my tomb. My life has been filled with nothing but trouble and tears. Yes, y'all. Jeremiah was not holding nothing back. He was not happy about his gift of prophecy because the very gift that God had given to him had brought him a lot of problems. He held nothing back, though. So if you read it for yourself, you start to see how his thoughts began to spiral, right? But as I was reading it, what I got is the beauty of it is that Jeremiah, he didn't exclude God from any of it. He was honest with God about everything. And Jeremiah, he should be an example for us. When we meet with God in prayer, we shouldn't squander that time. We should make the most of that time. We should be honest with him. We need to stop going through the motions of churchianity and get to a place of real intimacy with God. If you want in intimacy with God, then you're going to have to start being honest with him. You have to 
bring God into those negative thoughts. You got to bring him into your despair. You got to bring him into your sin life and ask him to help you. Ask him to help you recognize, you know, what that is. And and then you got to see that he wants to help you. God will change your heart. He will replace your desires with his desires. You know, sometimes I look back over the Jeremiah moments of my life. And I reflect on where God has brought me from. And I'm able to see how amazing God is. He truly is the author and the finisher of my life. I have had and I still have my Jeremiah moments where I find myself completely engulfed in my insecurities and in my feelings of hopelessness, my moments where despair starts to creep in and the heaviness of depression starts weighing me down. Moments when I find myself in that pit, you know? But what I'm learning is that honesty with God is what allows him to work. I've told you guys before, and I will continue to remind you. Pastor Rick Warren says that God uses everything. He uses everything in our lives. He doesn't waste anything. So why wouldn't I invite God into those moments when my thoughts are not always pure, when my thoughts are not always lovely, when my thoughts are not always good. In 2 Corinthians 10, the Apostle Paul told us to destroy every proud obstacle that keeps us from knowing God. He tells us to capture our rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. When I think about the word proud, I think about pride. And the opposite of proud is humble. And when you're prideful, it's hard to be humble. And humility and honesty are intertwined. Because humility is about being honest with yourself. How can I destroy the proud obstacles that keep me from knowing God or capture my rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ if I don't admit them to God, if I can't be honest with him about them? Y'all, look, my biggest battle is my thoughts. But I began to experience intimacy with the Father when I stopped allowing my unhealthy thoughts to keep me in bondage. I have to constantly invite God in and I have to ask him to help me to redirect my thoughts and ask him for discernment so that I can keep my thoughts focused on his truth and not on the lies that Satan be trying to throw into my mind, bro. It'd be like darts, pew, 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 like just all types of crazy stuff. But I recognize that I have a choice. I could keep my negative thoughts hidden and keep them to myself. But eventually they're just going to run amok. (laughs) But 
if I humble myself and I bring them to God, that's where the release comes. That's where the breakthrough is. So if you want intimacy with God, it starts with honesty. See, if I don't bring God into my rebellious thoughts, if I don't bring him into my negative thoughts, if I don't bring these proud obstacles of my mind to God, then he can't do anything. I'm just wasting my time. If you are in a relationship with God, but you recognize that you lack intimacy with him, then today I encourage you to start being honest with him. When you talk with him in prayer, be honest. Bring him the things that you are ashamed about, the things that you wouldn't tell any other person. It's okay. Tell it to him. Don't allow the enemy to make you feel ashamed about anything that you're going through. I don't care what it is. How can you expect God to set you free if you ain't keeping it 100 with him? The truth is what sets you free. And that's Bible. It's John 8.36 to be exact. Okay, and it says who the sun sets free is free indeed. You want to be free, don't you? Give it to him. Stop carrying that thing around. Stop going through the motions. Intimacy with God is found through honesty. Be honest with yourself and be honest with God. It's okay. He already knows. He knows all about it. He's just waiting on you. Well, thank y'all so much for tuning in today. I pray with all my heart that this has helped you and that it has blessed you. And if it did, share it with a friend. I love you guys. Until next time, I'm out. Peace.